Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Self Made Mastery Podcast. My name is Adrian Finch, and I am your host, and we are on episode number 61. In today's episode, I am interviewing my first guest in a while. This is such a great episode. We're going to be talking to the Teen Boss Babes founder, Paula. She is not only 17 years old, so she is one of the youngest entrepreneurs I have spoken to, but she is so intelligent. She has created multiple businesses that are thriving and successful. She's built out her network and now has a team of almost 19 people. It is so impressive. I can't even begin to understand and imagine myself at 17 doing similar things. So this is a really, really great episode. It really emphasizes the point that you're never too young and you're never too old to start a business or to pivot your career. And I really think you all will learn a lot from this episode. So we're going to talk about her entrepreneurial journey, what got her started, and what challenges she has faced along the way. You'll notice that I get very curious in this episode myself about a lot of kind of the back end logistics. You know, a lot of times I think creatives and aspiring entrepreneurs will have a really great idea and then sometimes they let roadblocks kind of halt your progress. And I've talked about this a lot where, you know, I picture like, all right, I want to have self-made masterclasses. I want to do live classes and something that stops me is, you know, oh, but I don't know anything about webinar websites. I don't know how to take their payment. How do I do my taxes for that? How do I, like all of these kind of irrelevant, but also very relevant back end logistical or financial kind of roadblocks. And sometimes it slows my progress. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and probably you guys too can relate to this. And something I kept asking Paula over and over was like, but where did you learn how to do that? And then, and what made you decide to do that? And it is just so interesting just hearing her story, but also hearing how she wasn't going to let anything get in her way, right? She she wasn't going to let a roadblock stop her. She just figured it out. She kept on trucking and and created these very successful businesses, and she's only just getting started. So guys, without further ado, we are going to roll the episode, the interview with Paula, the founder of Teen Boss Babes, and I know you guys will enjoy this one. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast, your ultimate guide to total transformation. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create and live their dream life. And the best part is, you only need one thing to start, your mind. So join me here every Wednesday on this transformative journey to master your mindset and unlock your greatest potential. Let's go. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast. I'm so excited. This is actually my first guest that I've had in a really long time. It's been solo dolo Adrian for the past few weeks. So I'm absolutely pumped to have Paula on the podcast today. Hey, girl, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I am. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, as you guys know, we recorded a podcast over on her Teen Boss Babes podcast. Um, And I was like, girl, I need you to be on here. I'm so inspired by just your wisdom, your young, your youthfulness and being an entrepreneur, getting all these things accomplished at, especially at the age that you are and also setting, you know, other people your age up to succeed in this type of world as well. I think it's so inspiring. I wasn't thinking about anything remotely (laughs) entrepreneurial at this age. So I'm super proud of you. And I I really want to get you know, dive deeper into your story and let the audience know that these, these things are possible. It doesn't matter what you got going on and how old you are and where you are. Um, you can start your own business and your own project. So will you, first of all, just tell me a little bit about yourself before we get into actually your businesses. 
Yeah, of course. Hi, everyone that's listening. My name is Paola. I am 17 years old. I'm from California. Um, I'm literally just a normal teenage girl that loves spending time with her friends, loves her phone, loves her computer. Um, But basically, I'm also the type of person who loves coffee shops. I don't know if you're like that or anyone listening, but like if there's something new, I have to try it. Um, So I think that's like my biggest personality trait. Like I need to try a new coffee place like every week. Right now I can't because of Corona, but Ugh, if I know. it wasn't, I would be able, I would be at every single coffee shop in the world. Um, wow. Yeah, What's I'm your favorite like, coffee shop? Ooh, um, I love Alfred's. Like that's okay, yeah. my number one. Super um, good. Very in yummy. San Diego, it's not a coffee shop, but it's like matcha. I love holy matcha just because mm. it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yum. Cool. So first I want to talk about like kind of I want to obviously talk about teen boss babes, but I kind of want to start at the beginning because it sounds like, or you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you started kind of, you know, being an entrepreneur and having other services and things before the the podcast and the community, correct? So where did this, where did basically your kind of entrepreneurial journey begin? Like what made you decide I want to do something different and what was that? Yeah. So kind of my whole story started kind of weird. Um, so every teen has an Instagram spam account with just their friends. Um, and one day I literally posted on there. I was like, oh my gosh, should I start a business? Me without knowing like what I was going to do. Um, and everyone voted yes. Back then I used to listen to people happy that I used to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but I kind of created the account and I did not know what exactly I was going to do with my life. Like I was like, what am I doing? Why did I make this account? Um, but I had always had a passion for YouTube and editing um, and recording and social media and Instagram. I do, you know, YouTube management, Instagram, editing. um, And of course, I've always had Final Cut Pro. I've always had a MacBook. So like all that experience kind of bulked up and I was like, oh, this is like the perfect thing I should do. So I created the, the Instagram. I literally used the cheapest Canva template, like the ugliest one in the world. Um, and I was like, I'm going to start here. And I kind of just posted it and it started going from there. Um, but before starting my business, like my family is very business wise. Like my grandpa had a flower shop. My uncle's like a freelancer. He does a lot of stuff. Um, so I've always had like that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always had like the background history, I guess. So I was like, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so cool. So yeah, you were around business people and kind of had that implanted in your mind. Um, and so once you made that Instagram account, kind of what happened from there? Like, so you said it started growing and were people requesting services from you? Did what shaped it into what it became and what is it? So I guess, what is that part now? And like, what kind of, what happened after you started it? Yeah. So it's kind of like a social media, not like full on agency. I just have like different services. Um, but I all started out like posting on Facebook groups because I found out Facebook groups were a thing and I was like, ew, isn't that for grandmas? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out it was like a whole like society gal was like a boss babe one. Like there's a bunch of business ones. Um, so I started posting everything that I do on there and I was like, oh, that's super cool. Like I'm just going to post it. I'm a teen. I started this business. Um, and I was just kind of getting like requests on YouTube intros because I did like mm-hmm. sample ones and people were like, oh my God, like, can I get one? Can I get one? Um, so it kind of built up from there, but I started out with just YouTube intros before any other service because I was mm-hmm. like, that should be like my safe spot. 
Right. Um, so I started off there. And just after that, I kept getting new clients. Um, kind of with like YouTube intros, it's only like a one-time thing usually. Um, right. But I would get some that were like, oh my God, can you edit my YouTube videos? And then it turned into like a long-term one. Um, but like kind of with that business, it's always like a flowing type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, just because like you never know when a client has to leave or when a new one comes in. So I kind of right. just go with the flow with that account. <laughs> totally. Well, I just think that what's so impressive is like, you obviously knew kind of where to go. You had heard about Facebook groups and you're like, I'm going to try this. Once you started getting people to, you know, want your services, something that intimidates me, even no matter like, even at this age now that still intimidates me is kind of that back end of like, okay, how much am I going to charge them? And how do they even pay me? And like, did you, how did you kind of figure all of that stuff out? And did you have help? Did you have mentors? Um, or did you learn on your own? Like, I'm very curious because I think what's really impressive is that you didn't let these roadblocks kind of get in the way. It wasn't like, oh, but I don't know how to make a website or whatever. Like, how did you logistically figure all that out? Yeah. So like number wise and prices, I kind of looked at what other people were doing. Um, so I was looking at YouTube intro type people mm -hmm. and I realized that they were charging two, three hundred dollars for something that I could make in 10 minutes. And I was right. like, I honestly don't think that's fair at all. Yeah. Um, and I've always been the type of person to like invest. But if I see something that's too overpriced, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy mm -hmm. it. Um, so I had to realize I wanted to make prices affordable to everyone. Um, mm -hmm. Even if like you're a new YouTuber, because you know, of course, a lot of people who start YouTube channels, they want to get an intro, they want to like edit their videos perfectly. So, and they don't have the money to, you know, pay 200 $300. Right. Um, so I kind of went through the like persona of like going through other people's minds of how much mm -hmm. they would pay um, and how much I would pay, honestly, like everything totally. I've ever priced, I usually say, what would I pay for it? Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm pricing something at $70, but I personally would have spend $70, like, why am I doing that? That's not fair. That is such a good point, actually. I, I'm always encouraging people to not only do market research, but to really, like, look at your own habits and, and the habits of those who are supposed to buy, like, be your customers. Because mm -hmm. if you think an idea is cool, like, you might have just been like, yeah, I make cool intros, and this is how much I'm going to charge because I want this much money. But without stopping and thinking, like, is this realistic? Would I pay for this? I love that you kind of put yourself in that position because if you knew, okay, I would pay this, then you knew that other people would pay it too. I think that's really yeah. smart. Yeah, that was kind of my thing. And like at the beginning, of course, like anyone who starts, they do start with like really low rates mm -hmm. that they didn't even notice. Right. Um, so like my first ever rate was like $15 for an intro, which now looking back, I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, but of course, like over time it raises, like it went up just because like, um, you know, I've had more clientele. Like I, those were kind of like my test runs, like totally. people are loving it. People are coming to me. So from there, I've kind of increased it to knowing how much time I'm spending um so how much time i'm spending researching like what they want their drafts because i do like let everyone have you know a couple of drafts i want it to be perfect on my side and on their side because i don't think it's fair if i just turn them something mm -hmm. in that they don't love um, so i just kind of like input how much time it takes so mm -hmm. it's just like if you ask me for one like i'll ask you for your inspo and then like i send you like a quick draft and then you tell me is it perfect what i need to add and then we like work together mm -hmm. that way so it's like communication it works good um and i'm able to take my time and make the perfect one so I that's love kind of that. how I range it yeah um, depending on how much like I detail I see into the intro I love that it it's very clear that all of this came very naturally to you I think there are certain aspects of business and marketing that 
sometimes it, it comes more naturally and other times it's like you got to take a course and you got to really like learn i think for me the the kind of way that businesses work and run was never the natural part to me i never like fully understood and didn't understand the technology and how do I have the right website and how do I even get the payments and communicate like the systems I was like ah but the thing that came naturally to me was like the marketing and the promotion and getting people on board and getting people to buy or to subscribe or to follow or like like understanding like how to be appealing that part came really naturally it's really cool to hear that you know your process I mean I'm just like very <laughs> impressed I feel like the other thing about that that is impressive. And, and I want to like say this to the audience is that what I love is you went for it and you decided kind of like, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to charge the price that I'm going to charge, but I'm also going to learn and improve and increase my rates as I go, instead of like mm -hmm. trying to make this perfect product and then like not launching it and not having it be available. You're like, I'm going to set my price low and just go for it. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how I started. I just wanted to get, you know, of course, everyone that starts wants to get like people on their list, like client mm -hmm. list, whatever. Um, so I kind of started out like that. And then those people like started referring me and then people were finding me and then it started growing and growing. Um, and then when I realized that I was getting like four or five a week, I was like, I don't think 15 is enough because now I have to spend so much more time on all of this work. Right. Um, and I was like, I need to increase it. And it's also like a demand thing. So now it's not right. like I, cause I used to actually reach out to people. And if I saw that they have a YouTube channel, I would DM them and be yeah. like, Oh my God, like I make intros. Um, so now it wasn't me reaching out. It was like demand. So Got I was it. like, Oh, like I, like if people are finding me, like, I don't think 15 is going to be fair for me anymore. Right. just cause like now I have to spend more time on making it perfect, like mm -hmm. getting a one-on-one -on -one connection. And also I was just growing. So mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> totally. That's, that's so awesome. Congrats on that success. Thank um, you. So I want to know, let's, let's uh, transition into teen boss babes and how that kind of started. What, first of all, what is teen boss babes? Yeah, so Teen Bosses is a community for teen entrepreneurs or teens who want to follow their dreams. We have support, tips, advice, tricks. We have our podcast and so much more. Our number one goal is like to connect teens with each other, to know that having a business as a teen is okay. Because when I started my journey with Socials by Paula, there was people that didn't want to work with me because they would say, I wasn't old enough. Mm. I didn't go to, like, I didn't finish high school yet. I'm still in high school. I'm not in college. So I kind of knew there had to be other people out there like me. Um, and that's why I kind of started Team Boss Babes. I love that. You wanted to connect with like-minded individuals. And and what what did you feel like when people would say things like that? Like when people would think you're too young and like, what was your attitude and mindset kind of when you got that kind of feedback? Because I know it's, it's, you know, there's all these outside force or uh, factors and pressures and, you know, people can really let that get to them. And I want to know, like, what was going through your head when people would say things like that? Um, I would kind of like understand, like, I am only seven, like, well, back then when I started 16, 17, mm -hmm. um, I understood why people would think like that because I, you know, I'm not, I'm still, well, I'm now about to be a senior in high school. So it's like, they were like, what is she doing? Like, she's only, you know, she's only mm -hmm. a sophomore, junior. Um, so I knew that it was like, okay, like I understood that people didn't want to work with me just because of course my age and I know age is really important in the work world. Uh, I personally think it's all about, you know, the way the things you learn, like, what is mm -hmm. it called? 
the skills. I think mm-hmm. it's more about the skills than the age number. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of like understood. But also at the same time, like there was times that people were being really rude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, why are these people like this? Um, and from that moment on, like I knew there had to be other girls out there like me. I was like, why is there no one that I know that does the same thing? Of course, mm-hmm. I have my friends, but it's different when you talk to your friends about it to friends that are going through the same thing. Totally. So I knew there had to be other girls and I was like, I need to find some more friends. Yeah. And how did you find those people kind of to be in that community? Yeah. So I, I honestly, like all the girls right now from Team Bosses, I literally met them when I started Team Bosses, which is crazy. Um, so I started in April, 2020. So about like three or four months ago, like wow. not even that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like always had the idea of like, finding other people but I didn't know how like I you know I looked through Facebook groups I looked through Instagram and I was like teen entrepreneurship is like not a thing like Mm -hmm. I was like where are all these people um so when I downloaded TikTok because I know TikTok got like popular the end Mm -hmm. of last year I found there were so many like this business side of TikTok and I was seeing so many teens and I was like wait I was like this is actually a thing like there's more teens um and I just started talking trying to like talk to them, follow them, see their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when like I started Team Bosses, I was like, oh my God, like I'd love to have you in my community. Like I've seen, I followed you. I see that you're like a teen, that you're following your dreams. And mm-hmm. from there, like I've connected with so many people, which is amazing, but yeah. That is so cool. I think I love that you, you know, instantly wanted to be able to surround yourself with people in a similar position. I think that's an important lesson too for any person or entrepreneur is like surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are going through the same things or or even people who have done things that you want to do successfully and you can learn from them. It's like they say like you are the combination of like the five people you surround yourself with the most or whatever that it phrase is. And so that's awesome that you wanted to reach out and create this community. And it's also helping a lot of people. It's helping other people in your position who are like, Hey, I'm feeling lost because I want to do this, but maybe, you know, I'm getting hated on by people for being too young, or I don't know where to begin. Um, so that's awesome. I love that. And when you started that, did you, what is kind of the idea in terms of the business model with it? Because, you know, is this something where you're more like, I want to create this community as like a passion project because it helps me. It helps other people. It's fun. Do you see something going, you know, like basically what's the business model with that? Are you trying to uh, transition this into anything else like in the future or like, is it mostly just like a fun community and, and um, yeah, what, what is that? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if anyone listening or you even know about girlboss.com um, or mm, yeah, yes, I've, he has like a member page or something. Uh-huh. Um, so I have always looked up to those big like boss babe communities like bossbabe.co or girl boss. Um, and I love how they've all had events. Mm-hmm. Um, I really look up to those events and we've even had events already. We've had webinars, we've had summer camps. Um, and I think like my, you know, my business thing for team bosses is to create it like a business that we have events. We have, you know, we do have products, but create more products like we have, you know, different things that could turn into something that all over the world is. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like a community slash like a full on, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't like, it's like a weird description, um, but it's kind of like having an in-person event, you know, having retreats, mm-hmm. having camps, having, mm-hmm. you know, connecting girls with each other, having like 
products, like a planner. Yeah. Or it's like, it really is this community, but it also has that element of like live events and live access. Oh, well, obviously yeah. not necessarily so live <laughs> now, but like, yeah, I totally get that. Um, and you know, when you look at kind of like huge entrepreneurs who've been doing it forever and like the Tony Robbins of the world and people like that, like that's what they do. They have tours, they have live shows, they have places and events where people can come together and learn and also network. And, and I love that. And that's actually a way that you can be having supplemental income as well. Like having a membership, having, mm -hmm. you know, those types of things is, is a way that you can build that or probably are already you're building that, um, to go for it. I love that. That is so you're inspiring me so much. Cause I feel like I'm in a very similar boat where with self-made mastery, like my biggest goal is just not only connecting people together who, you know, have similar lives or similar goals and dreams, but also really to just like inspire and empower people to understand that they can create their dream life and live their dream life and love every day of it. And I'm, I'm in the boat right now of trying to kind of figure out like, how can I take this to the next level where not only is it benefiting them even more because they're getting even more out of it, but I'm also able to, you know, create even more income and revenue by maybe like being able to offer more. Like right now, what I love, I love that the podcast is a free tool and I love that, you know, YouTube is a free tool and all of that. But I, I love the thought of being able to implement something that is low cost. So not, you know, super expensive for them, but something that allows me to build my income and my different revenue streams while actually creating like a bigger impact. And I feel like you are like completely taking that kind of trajectory and really already running with it. And I'm just very impressed. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> and it really just makes me realize like there's, you know, you can make all the excuses in the world, but there are other people who started three months ago and are already doing it. So, yeah. you know, like it's all possible. It's all um, possible. <laughs> okay. So here's my next question. We kind of just touched on this, but I see that you have a huge team of creatives also like behind the scenes, right? Yes. So I want to know more about this. How did you, first of all, kind of figure out that you need assistance, like you're going to need help with running this. And then how did you find those people and are they paid employees or are they, if you don't mind, I mean, you don't have to reveal yeah, anything you don't want to, but as we're talking about entrepreneurship, like, I think this is very interesting. Um, thinking about like, wow, how did you, you know, find all these people and manage them? And what, what, what is that like? Yeah. So when I started team boss, Babes, like, I, when we started, it was one weekend and I already had like 500 followers, which I was like, this is going to be a lot. Um, and I kind of had the idea of having like a creative team behind the scenes, like making projects with me and stuff. But I like never knew they were going to be way more than that. Like totally, they came into Team Bosses as like having fun, making projects, showing the creative side, but they've been so much more like they helped me with everything. So they're not paid. Um, they literally came on as just like being part of the community, like mm -hmm. being behind the scenes, helping with the Instagram. Um, and I kind of stated that in the beginning. I was like, we're just going to like have fun projects and be friends and stuff like that. And it's turned into so much more. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to grow team bosses as it is now. Mm -hmm. I would have not been able to control it by myself because there's so much going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they just help with everything behind the scenes. Like I know we have some girls that help with emails. Um, we have an amazing girl who reaches out to brands to see who wants to work with team bosses. We're just starting out in that way. 
Um, we also have like someone like Instagram, you know, they take care of the Instagram answering DMs because our DMs are always like cool. Mm-hmm. So it drives me crazy. Um, and then we just have some girls replying to comments, you know, contacting people. Um, we also have like mini groups, so like the story group, the Instagram group. We have girls that write captions when they can. And we have girls wow. taking over. So I kind of made it like it's not forced. You're not forced to do it every week. Right. Like, it's when you have time, um, just because I know we're all teens and some have jobs, some have school, you know. Yeah. So it's just like when you guys have time and you guys want to incorporate your skills, like you guys can write a caption, you guys can do a graphic, you guys can take over. So that's kind of how That is so cool. I love it because it's so authentic. It's so natural. Like you said, you don't, you know, it's, this isn't just like a job that you have to go to every day. It's like, these are people who want to be involved in this and want to help and want to expand their skills and you know, dedicate their time to something so awesome. And I think that is incredible. I also think that's really smart on your end, like finding people who are motivated by that and not motivated by just, oh, I need to get paid to do like, this Mm -hmm. is a task. This is a job. It's like those people want to be involved. And I think that's so smart on your end too, because you basically have this whole team of people who can help you like get things done and they want to, and they're learning. And I love that. And I want to know, again, like not to talk so much about the back end and the logistics, yeah, but I do course. think the one thing that I think entrepreneurs like don't talk about super often really is that complicated side. Like we can have all the ideas in the world. And then when you all of a sudden realize like, okay, wait, but like, how do I start my email list? And what do they, how do I even build a website? And, and what am I supposed to do in terms of this and that and my pricing? Like, how do you manage all those the the whole team like do you guys have meetings like how do you keep kind of what's your system of like organization for all that yeah so we're like to start it all off we're all literally best friends so it's kind of weird like we have like on you know like work type of messages and then we have like fun messages yeah Um, but we do have team meetings uh mostly every week or two times a week that way so we know what's going on in the next week um Mm -hmm. we also have like these mini groups like i said like ig stories ig captions we have like the email the admins Mm -hmm. um so i kind of organize it through there and we all come up with ideas Um, my number one thing for team bosses is to make sure that everyone gets credit and everyone's ideas are valued because that's the number one thing i don't want to just like take someone's idea and say i came up with it when it wasn't me right um so we kind of input everyone's ideas, see who wants to do what project. We kind of vote on it. So if someone says this week, we're going to do mood boards, like we all vote mood boards. We like credit her. She, she actually plans out how she wants the project to go so it can go their way. Um, and they have like the say, cause they came up with it. Right. Um, so like they talk to me about it and then we like share the message with like the whole team. We're about like 10 girls from the original team and we just added on around nine more. Wow. Um, so we're really excited about that, but. Yeah, I kind of so just impressive. organize it that way. Um, I don't have like a whole, we're kind of sometimes a mess, but at the mm-hmm. same time, we're put together. So. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, no, that makes sense though. And it's so like, the reason I just get so curious about this kind of side of it is because again, like sometimes that's what overwhelms me is I feel like, like I have one girl who's kind of does like graphic design and, and does my social media stuff and she's the mm-hmm. literal best and I love her. But I even feel like with one person, I'm learning how to like keep it organized and keep each other accountable and have our communication be correct and, and you know, like having our meetings and, and oh, where, where am I going to write these notes though so you can see what I did? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just those parts sometimes are like really complicated for me at least and then trying to like 
figure out the right system. Yeah. And there's thing called Airtable now that's really nice. It's like a basically a glorified spreadsheet where you can have like the status of everything. And but mm. but like so when you guys have those team meetings and you decide like, okay, here's the project, then how can you see like, all right, was this executed? Wait, or is it kind of like because you're sort of just doing it for fun as people can? Like, is it kind of like, yeah, well, I'll just wait and see it when it goes up or like, how does that work? (laughs) Yeah. So we come up with the idea and usually our due dates are always Thursday. That way I can have it ready to upload it on Friday. Um, So we kind of check in throughout the week, like who has done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if someone could do it Monday, it's okay. You could do it on Wednesday. You're available on Wednesday. Um, But we try to have everything done by Thursday. Um, And then I get everything ready. So if it's like we made graphics or something on Canva, I download them all. I put them in like my schedule thing, uh, like later or finally Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, And then I actually get ready all our pictures and like literally our uploads every day is at 11 a.m. PST and I never want to miss it because I feel like that's just our signature time for the last like three months. Like I'm always mm-hmm. posted at 11 a.m. Um, so I make sure everything is ready before 11 a.m. And then the girls just check in. Um, I tell them, I'm like, oh my God, did you guys all get to finish? If not, like, please like send it to me now. Um, and then after that, we post it and we just see what goes on. So if people are like commenting, um, sometimes people like actually do comments directly to them. So I tag them in everything. And then if they have a question, like they'll actually go and DM them. Like that mm-hmm. happens a lot mm-hmm. where we have like, you know, our girl Paula, like she is a content creator. She's a micro influencer and she posts something about micro influencing. People actually tap on her profile and go and send her a message. Um, so it's kind of like we post it and then they actually get the DMs, which yeah. is, I think that's really cool because people are actually like trying to expand their network. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like our big goal too. Well, that's, that's what's so cool is that is your goal is connecting you all together. And I love the, the selflessness of you wanting to build up these other girls and your team, because ultimately that is what's going to build up your own business and credibility and success is like, you're serving other people and you're helping other people. And that I think is the best way to go about creating a business. You want to be serving people and that's how you create an impact and, and ultimately then, you know, grow and generate income and all of that, all of that. That's so, I'm very, very, very impressed with that. And when you say everything like, oh, they turn in everything. Do you mean like your Instagram posts and then where does the podcast come in? Like, what is it that is the content that is being turned in? Yeah. So in our mini groups, like our girls are split into them. So let's say we have everyone's like Instagram captions of the week turned in by Thursday, their story ideas, kind of like the story group actually takes over our Instagram. So they mm-hmm. log in, they show their day. Um, and then we have like the admin group, like they turn in like the emails that they've sent and stuff like that, or who they want to send it to. Um, we've had like our blog group, like she turns in her blog articles or she actually schedules them on our website. Um, and she just tells me that. So it's kind of like they turn that in as well as our weekly project. Wow. So the structure is like, we have a weekly group project. So we're all into, you know, one whole project. We're all being a part of it. And then we have like those mini tasks, which is like mm-hmm. captions, stories, blog posts, wow. ad, stuff like that. <laughs> So inspiring. I love it. I think it's, that's incredible. It's so important to have a team too, that, you know, it's so much easier to grow that way and, and to bounce ideas off of other people even yeah. and not to be in your own head. I think entrepreneurs are often kind of isolated or feel isolated um, and, and feel like it's only them who's thinking of things and, but I don't know if this is a good idea. Maybe yeah. it's, not, I don't know. Um, so that's awesome. Okay. Well, I, I'm literally obsessed with <laughs> 
your story and everything you do. It's very much inspiring me. Thank you. Um, so I want to know what has been so far, like your biggest challenge or obstacle or anything that's happened over this journey so far of, of your entrepreneurial life. So I think, of course, the number one struggle is like people saying that I'm not old enough and stuff, mm-hmm. like not wanting to work with me. Um, but another like big struggle that I feel maybe I have gone through, maybe you or other people or anyone that's listening is people trying to take your brand. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's happened to anyone, but I think since, ever since starting Teen Boss Babes, there's been so many accounts that are wanting to be like Teen Boss Babes or they actually like literally take the name, um, which I honestly feel that as like a struggle because we as a team have to go and DM them and tell them, can you please take this down? Like, this is our business. Like, it's really hurting us. Like, we don't want to get the wrong impression or anything like that. So I think mm-hmm. that's been like a real struggle because not going to lie, there's probably like one or two weekly. Um, wow. So I think that's kind of like our biggest struggle in doing that. And another thing, a big struggle is like kind of like registering stuff, kind of like trademarking and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so much research I have to do. Like, I research every day about it and it's just like, where do I go? Where do I do it? Like what's the best place I can trust? Um, And I think that's maybe something for a bunch of entrepreneurs. Like that side is very, very complicated. Totally. Um, (laughs) I definitely want to chime in and say, I agree with you on that. And I think it's, again, I'm just so impressed and like, I'm impressed with, you know, you even thinking in these terms at this age and also just in your stage of, of starting your business. I think, I've been doing YouTube stuff for like five years now. Um, and even though, you know, YouTube is a little bit different because it's it's not like I'm owning and operating this name that's not my name. And, you know, I, I hadn't really thought a lot about the legal side until this past year. And like, I finally, when I started my podcast, I realized I needed to trademark the name and trademark the things that I was doing. And I found a trademark attorney and just like did it. But I can totally relate because I want to also say like, it's so, so, so important as an entrepreneur to be thinking about those things because you always just think like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. Like I'm not going to get sued and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you don't want to go in with that mentality. It, it, you know, it's actually a lot could happen that's not good and you want to protect yourself and your brand and your assets and everything. So yeah, I'm right there with you. It's, it's pretty complicated sometimes to figure all of that out. Um, but I recommend, I highly recommend everyone figuring that out. (laughs) Yeah. It takes a long time to research, but I think like once you research, like you're really into it and you want to get the best option for yourself. Cause I know there's a lot of different opinions out there, like different ways people have done it. So I think just like researching is the best way. Yeah, (laughs) totally. So what is your ultimate goal? I know you've told me kind of what your goal with teen boss babes is in terms of connecting people and, you know, having events and having, um, just ways for, for teenage entrepreneurs to, to be together. What is kind of, do you have like a different long-term vision for it? Is this, are you going to kind of just see how it plays out and like add and change as you feel like it, or what's kind of your goal with it altogether? Yeah. So I kind of like have these goals. We've only been, you know, for three, I think it's three or four months. I don't know, but like, we've only been here for a little bit. Um, but I think an ultimate goal, I think for me has always been something as a product. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do have stickers and I do have t-shirts, but I want to create a product that anyone can use long-term, any teen, if that's like a planner, a notebook. Right. I don't know. Something that girls can use every day and remind themselves that they're boss babe, basically. Um, but as in like more of like a community type thing is of course the events. Um, I would love to do a pop-up. So I'm actually Mm -hmm. going to fit them, which is a fashion school in LA. 
Um, and I'm studying visual communications, which I heard they teach you about pop-ups. So I was like, oh my God, like I want to take that in, That's make awesome. a pop-up, you know, do pop-ups everywhere, like spread the message event. So I'm kind of right now just going to see like how it's going with the flow just because, you know, we started a little mm-hmm. bit ago, um, but like long-term goals, of course, of having like events, like conventions, um, you know, community events, connect people, have like, you know, a team boss ambassador in every part of the world, like have an event in every part of the world. So <laughs> no, I love that. That would be so cool. And I know you can do it. That's <laughs> definitely in your future. Um, how do you think managing this business and your other business as well is going to potentially change when you're in school again? Or, or I don't know if you've been um, busy these last couple of months. I'm assuming this kind of started during quarantine a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. I started a lot of things during quarantine. So I totally, I think it was a great opportunity. Um, so yeah. How do you anticipate potentially um, things changing a little bit when you have school again and, and balancing that? Yeah. So when I started my first, which is socials by Paula, I was in school. Mm -hmm. So I started almost a year ago, which is crazy. Um, But when I was in school, my school is very flexible on doing things. So if I am done with schoolwork, like I can full on go on my computer and like start doing something else. That's kind of what I was doing. Um, But as well, my school, my school probably sounds like a dream to a bunch of people. Um, But my school doesn't really give out homework. Like we kind of do everything in school and then we have time to finish homework. So if I do that, I come home and I do, you know, work stuff. Mm -hmm. So right now, also with the virus, we are doing like online classes for the Mm -hmm. first couple of months, which I love because that gives me more time to do everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think just by managing like what I'm going to do at what time, um, you know, of course, finish school. And then when I finish school stuff, like do work stuff. Mm-hmm. But also I have my team who, you know, of course, like we all, we're all going to have different schedules by then. Um, but hopefully it could still flow. I mean, our number one thing is just to make sure to keep spreading the information. If we're not like super active, like I think it's okay. Like everyone's yeah. at school. Um, but just yeah. trying to keep it alive, basically. Yeah, I love it. No, that's, I think all you really can do is like take it one day at a time and then adjust as things yeah. change. And I love that mindset. And I want to know kind of, For anyone else out there, whether they're a teen or not, I think can learn a lot from you and kind of your mindset with all of this and just you're going with the flow. What is like your biggest piece of advice for, you know, other entrepreneurs in maybe like before starting or if they have started, just what has helped you the most? What would you tell other people who want to be doing similar things and, and having a similar attitude that you have? Yeah. Um, so I love this question because a lot of people always ask it. And my number one thing that I always say is if you're wanting to start, you're never too young or too old to start, you know, your business or follow your dreams, whatever that is. Like no one, don't let anyone stop you in any way, shape or form. If someone's like, oh, you like your product is ugly. Be like, I'm sorry, but I love it. So like mm-hmm. something like that, like people are going to have their opinions. So don't listen to those people. And then as if, if you're starting already, or you already have a business, the number one thing I've seen in, you know, teen boss suits growth is putting myself in different platforms. Like mm-hmm. we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Twitter, we're on Pinterest. We're on, we're literally in every single social media platform. So if you are in one, please expand to others. I literally just started a Pinterest for teen bosses and I have over a hundred K like views or whatever. Wow. I would have never knew Pinterest was like 
the thing. So Mm -hmm. it's stuff like that you don't know you need to try. Um, And then if you already have a business and you're wanting to grow, the number one thing is like, please be consistent in posting. If that's just posting a story post a day, like literally reposting a quote just shows that you're still active, that you're Mm -hmm. not just like leaving the page there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I kind of say. Like you don't have to post an Instagram grid post, like an actual post. Like you could do a story. Mm -hmm. You could do like a a quote. You can even like re-story one of your old posts or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of what I have always said. And that's how I've always seen growth is like reposting, even on TikTok. Like I've, re- I think we talked about this in our episode. Yep. Like I've actually reposted old TikToks mm-hmm. and I've seen that. So if I reposted a TikTok that I've already had like 20K views and I repost it, it again gets 20K views, which is like crazy. So repurpose yeah. your content as well. Yeah, I love that. I think people are scared to do that sometimes. But I've realized that too with like Instagram that there are some amazing posts that I've posted like, a year ago that all these new people who have followed have not seen. And so I'm like, I actually want to repost a lot of them because, um, and I think a lot of those big accounts that do like quotes and inspirational stuff do repost like every few months Mm -hmm. because of that same thing. Like, oh, this is still valuable and more new people will see it. I love that. I think that's all really incredible (laughs) advice. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah. I'm just so, I'm literally, I could talk to you for hours about just all the questions that I have (laughs) that pertain to my personal business. Um, But I mean that I think your story is just so inspiring and I hope that people listening can kind of, I don't know, like really feel inspired from this. And also, again, I love that you said like your age does not matter whether you're young, whether you're old in the middle, like it's never too late to change Mm -hmm. paths or to try something new. And I love that mentality. And I also, I know I keep referencing your age and I'm not trying to point that out, but I really want everyone to recognize if they are someone who maybe used to think like, oh, well, you know, age matters. I want to point out that like, here you are at 17 doing all of this, doing a lot more than a lot of people my age or older are doing. And that's, that's just really a sign that like anything seriously is possible and you don't have to let these external factors stop you. So for everyone listening, (laughs) she did it. You can do it. I'm working on doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing like I think is important to like I would touch base on is like different career paths. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's okay as an entrepreneur that you have like different ideas. Like you, for example, like you have a YouTube channel and then you have a podcast. Like those are two different paths. Totally. And it's like, for me, like I, I'm, I got, a, I got accepted into a fashion school at, you know, before I even started seeing bosses or anything. So it was like, I have this path into like my fashion, you know, my fashion love, like industry and stuff, but also have this passion into entrepreneurship. And I think it's okay that I have both. Like, I don't think it really matters. I love that too. And I think over time, the, the mentality towards that has kind of fluctuated. I think like when I first went to college, for example, it was, it was kind of like not frowned upon, but it was a little bit more rare to be like, well-rounded with multiple Mm -hmm. skills people kind of thought like you kind of need to be an expert on something so that you get this job or you know like you need to focus on one one or two kind of paths then by the time I graduated college it was kind of like the opposite it was like oh now we want people that have all the skills because you're more valuable because like why hire two people if I could hire one and then I feel like yeah I feel like now it's still kind of goes back and forth like I've hesitated sometimes thinking okay like wow my TikTok who I am Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Hello. Let me choke. Um, who I am on TikTok is like still me, but it's a very, very different brand and different side of me than my podcast, for example. Like it's way more goofy and silly. And, 
And I think ultimately I completely agree with you that as long as you are being authentically yourself and doing what you want to do and what you are passionate about, it's okay if there are multiple things that are, mm-hmm. you know, in different categories. I totally agree with that. I yeah. That. Cause I feel like on every platform you might have like a different persona. Mm-hmm. Um, just like TikTok, like TikTok is more like free, like you could post whatever. And then Instagram, it might be a little bit more serious. Like you're mm-hmm. posting a story about like facts, people you want people to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you know, Twitter, I don't really use Twitter, but I know Twitter, Same. like a bunch of people kind of just like post random things. Like mm-hmm. you can be open on Twitter mm-hmm. or even like podcasts, like you can get distracted on a podcast and talk about something else. And that's a hundred percent. Okay. Like, I don't even think that even matters. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you might have different sides you're showing on every different platform. And I think that's okay. So people can get to know you a little bit more. Absolutely. I love that. And the more people, as we know from social media, like the more people can feel connected to you and feel like they know you and, mm-hmm. and, you know, even through a screen, the more they're going to feel a sense of attachment and, and desire to be a part of your community or a part of your business um, and I love that. I, I think that's great advice. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Well, I, again, I could talk for hours, but I won't, <laughs> I will refrain and wrap this on up. Is there anything else you want to leave the audience with before we go? Um, I would just say anyone that's listening, like you can follow your dreams now. It's never too late to start. So if you have an idea right now, jot it down, research it for about a week, make that account get the name on like Instagram at least and just start. Literally, I started posting an ugly Canva template. Like if you scroll down all the way to socials, it's a cheap Canva template. I don't even know what I was doing, but that started like a whole different life path that I didn't know I was going to be in. So you never know how it can change your life. It changed my life for a hundred percent better than it was before. And you know, there's things that happen, like you lose friends, you gain friends, but it's always like the outcome that really helps you and Mm -hmm. the way you're going and the people you meet and the connections like me like I I'm like talking to you right now like when would I have ever imagined that so it opens a lot of doors so if you have an idea do it I love that so much that's so inspiring and and I just love that you said like yeah like if you scroll back down I mean that's how we all feel with things we start it's like Mm -hmm. you look at the early stages and you're like oh yikes cringe (laughs) but again it's like you wouldn't get to where you are now without going through that. You have to just start, just launch mm-hmm. it, just do it. I love that. Instead of overthinking, just do it. Um, yes. That's great. That's super great. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast and let us know where everyone can find you. I will put all of her links in the show notes and please go check her out. But what is, where can people immediately find you? Yeah. So you guys can find me mostly. I'm literally always active on team boss. So it's just at team boss babe. So it's T E E N B O S S and then B A B E S. Um, and you can find us on different social media platforms. We have YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, literally look us up anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then as well as our podcast, it's just teen boss babes. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where you can find us. You can always DM us if anyone ever has questions. Number one thing is that when you follow us, we'll always answer with the DM because we want you to feel welcomed. Um, so you can always DM us, ask us questions. I, I try my best to answer everyone's questions. If we don't answer, literally double DM us and I'll answer, but yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Everyone check them out. Seriously. Such a cool, just everything you're doing is so awesome. I'm so inspired by you and keep up the good work. Keep killing it. I'm so glad that, you know, you got in touch with me and we've done this because now you're a part of my network and and I love that. I think it's so great. (laughs) All right. Well, 
guys, thank you so much for being here. And I guess we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much, Paola, for being here. Thank you. Bye. Bye.